0: What's up, Dodgers Nation? Eric Eula here. You're listening to the audio version of our weekly Dodgers Nation Roundtable. Clint, Brooke, Doug, and I talked about how concerned Dodgers fans should be with the San Francisco Giants, the slumping Justin Turner, and whether or not he should be moved down the lineup, and what the Dodgers should do with Edwin Rios. All that coming up and more. You can also check out the full video at youtube.com slash dodgersnationtv. TV.
1: What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore LA. And I'm your host for this week's Dodgers Nation Roundtable. And I'm joined by a panel of esteemed Dodgers experts. To my left, you know him as Mr. Brooks Smith. You can follow him at, you want to give him your handle? Yeah, at brookme3. I thought you were going to say Mr. something. I was like, I don't have a Mr. in my title. Kev is your friend. Yeah. So we got Brooke over here. To my right is Eric Yulo the host of 3Up3Down. Three Three you want to give me your handle? It's at
0: E-E-U-L-A-U.
1: And then over here, we have the lead editor here at Dodgers Nation, the host of the
2: Blue Heaven podcast at Real FRG, Mr. Clint Pesillas. How are we doing, gentlemen? I, I'm doing delicious. I don't know what that means, but I'm good. I'm happy we're here. I'm excited for a Doug-hosted DN Roundtable. Episode 4. Episode 4. Episode 4, and we're going to jump right into it. So yesterday,
1: the Giants, they took sole possession of first place in the NOS for the first time this season. As we speak, they're a half game up on the Dodgers, and they've gone off to a hot start. They're 13-5. If you look at a plus 45 run differential, last season at this time, they were 11-6 with a plus 8 run differential. To me, it's like the villain from season 1 coming back right before the finale. The Giants are back. Last season, San Francisco was a giant pain in the Dodgers' I want to start with you, Eric. Do you think that the Giants will go wire-to-wire, toe-to-toe with the Dodgers in the NOS this season? Also, do you think that the NOS race will come down to the final week?
0: I appreciate you I think I'm smart enough to remember both questions. I'm going to do my best here. Uh, I stupidly said the Padres would be second in the NL West. Uh, Brooke over there said the Giants, he's going to be right. I'm already backing off my very poor, poor prognostication <laughs> there. But, uh, yeah, I think I think this team is going to go toe-to-toe with the Dodgers with all their duct tape, glue, and Fireheart and ZD magic dust. Uh, they look every bit the part. I mean, you have a couple guys uh, like Jock Peterson, who's just playing out of his mind. He's got a 224. Weighted runs created plus six dongs, including an epic, epic in-your-face to a fan in Milwaukee. Shout out to the fans in Milwaukee, fine people. (laughs) Uh, I I think it is going to go wire to wire again, and I told myself I wasn't going to check the standings in April and start worrying about the Giants, but that is exactly what I did last night after uh, the Dodgers poor loss to the Diamondbacks. And
1: I'll ask you, Brooke, let's talk about the Giants pitching. They signed Carlos Rodon so far. He's been fantastic, just shoving in all of his starts. He's emerging as an early Cy Young favorite, a 1.17 ERA, a 43.2k percentage. But if you look at his fifth this season, it's at .95. He's been outstanding. Tell me about this Giants rotation. Do you think
3: they're better this year than they were last year? I think they are. And I mean, you're looking now at a bunch of guys who are not like flashes in the pan or like one-offs like we were expecting them to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at Logan Webb and he's very clearly made a statement with what he is and what he can do. And I think the Giants believe in him long-term. Rodon is a guy we knew we knew he was going to do well we knew he was going to be an issue I think the only question was like will he stay healthy Alex Wood, even a guy that we had no faith in and as a starter somehow is coming through and just dominating so you know I think there's definitely something to that cheating lab they got up there the good news is Alex Cobb is still not good so you know at least they weren't able to make something out of nothing. Does throw hard all of a sudden, so that's interesting. Uh T. Scafani has come back to earth as anticipated because he is not a good pitcher. So, with that being said, I would like to point out the reason why I was right is because I knew this starting staff was much better than that of the San Diego Padres and that's my time.
1: Hey, their rotation has been outstanding. Their bullpen, they get the job done. Their offense, a 109 WRC+. You talked about Jock Peterson, a 1,132 OPS on the season, six dongs. Clint, I want to ask you, do you think it's going to be a good or a bad thing if this is a tight two-horse race the entire year? Could that be a good thing for the Dodgers in the fact that it'll prevent them from being complacent? Or do you think that we'll see what happened last year where they kind of ran out of gas late because they were chasing the Giants all season long? It'll be a good or bad thing to have a close race in
2: the NL West. I mean, I think we've seen with these Dodgers, they don't really care what the other teams are doing. And they've said that time and time again after, when we saw it in 2020 after the big, uh, I think it was a Tommy Pham homer off of Kershaw. And they're like, OK, we'll, we'll get him tomorrow. It's not that big of a deal. Of course, San Diego, they're out celebrating that kind of home run. They're celebrating a win. Matt Beatty doesn't know what he's doing with his hands when they're doing <laughs> that. But um, Dodgers care about the Dodgers. That's the way it's always going to be. They don't care about what's going on in the division. Sure, they're going to look. But, you know, as they say in San Diego, it's too early. Yeah, it's still very early. But look, we thought we had slayed the Giants last year
1: in the NLDS, and that was that. But no, they are the real deal so the far real deal, man. early We're on this season. Done. What is up with the voodoo magic in San Francisco? What are they throwing into the bay? I think they're sacrificing animals. I don't know what it is, but Smart the voodoo hand. magic, it's farhan. It's, farhan. It's, farhan. it's farhan. I love the fact that we always call Farhand by his first
3: name. It's like we know the guy. What up, Farhand? You know, I do the same thing. Um, I feel like if I ran into him, I would probably do that. I would not mean to do that. I would call Friedman Andrew, though. I wouldn't call him Mr. Not, Friedman. That little NDF? No, I would no. not call That's him That's because that you then. got it like that. Yeah, it's because you well, got to like when that. I did the thing. I was like, Hey, Andrew, and I was like, well, That sounds weird, too.
0: <laughs> it's that it's that Zyde Zest up there in the bay, man. It just it just that does. Something. Zest, I like that. Yeah, you, can keep the, you can keep that one.
2: You let us know in the comments yeah. below.
4: In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home.
1: All right, so moving right along. So we have the ability here on the show to fix players that are going through it. Players that are going through slumps, when we talk about them, when we start to get concerned with them, they usually break out of slumps. And today we're going to focus on Justin Turner because JT's gotten off to a slow start. He's slashing 206, 257, 254. Hard contact is down. Barrel percentage is down. A 53 WRC plus, a negative F4 right now. What is your freakout factor for Justin Turner on a scale of 1 to 10, bro? I know he's gone off to slow starts in his career. If you look at a 751 OPS in March and April, that is by far the lowest in his career. But are you concerned about Justin Turner? And
3: do you think that father of time has caught up to Ginger Jesus? I mean, look, I don't know what 37 is like, but LeBron said it's not that hard. So that's all I'm getting at here. I don't know. I mean, he's a guy. I'm almost there. It's pretty hard. <laughs> he's a guy who uh, has been there in the past. He's a guy who's come through time and time again for the Dodgers, so I'm never going to count him out. I'm never going to say, like, he's done, he's washed, I'm, any of that. It's never going to be one of those situations. I believe in him fully. I think he will come back to himself. And, look, he's not going to be that guy that you want him to be this year. I, I just don't think it's going to be there, but he's much better than what he is right now. And what he is right now is, is pretty bad at the moment. But a lot of guys are pretty bad right now. So let's keep yeah. that in mind. But also the fact that you got to move that guy down in the lineup. I don't know how else to say it to you. I don't know else to put it. Like, you have to move him down in the lineup. He's in a position now where he's washing out a lot of really good rallies, potential runs, things like that. In terms of him and the person that he is and the leader that he is, he told Denzel Washington he's the leader of this team. He's the captain. Everybody, everybody was like, it's JT. Like, that's the guy right there. Mm-hmm. If he wants to be that guy, he has to be willing to do that. And I think he is. I do think he is willing to do that. If Doc came to him and say, hey, you're going to be hitting seventh, I don't Yo. know. I think that's as far down in the order as they would put him. But it's got to be one of those things until he can get back to where he needs to be. Because right now he's hurting him. He is.
1: That's a great point. You say that he's the captain. A lot of people said that JT's the unofficial captain of the Dodgers. He's the heart and soul of the team. But last year, we saw him get off to a hot start. Had a 1,005 OPS in the month of April. Mm-hmm. We saw a power surge early with six home runs. We had the nacho bomb ginger Jesus with ginger <laughs> Jesus. Why do you think he's struggling this year out of the gates, whereas last year, he's able to have so much
0: success? You know, I mean, you look at the BABIP and the expected weighted on base, and it's you know it's not very encouraging. I think the, you know, he's it's 15, 16 games. Like I'm just not going to freak out about it. This team is loaded with hitters. The odds are that one of them or three of them in this case are going to be slumping. I'm not that worried about Justin Turner. I'm all for moving him down the lineup temporarily, but I'm just not going to freak out about it. And you just read off his career splits. He's just always been slow in March, April, and may. It's kind of like your boy Westbrook. He just heats up a little later down the road in the season. (laughs) he
1: has got blindsided by Russ uh, mentioned there, but it's all good. Now I want to ask you Clint. (laughs) So JT, you see him get more DH this year with the, the National League adopting the DH this season. Yeah. You're seeing less third base from JT. And we're typically seeing. if you'll see the splits pretty much in you know, a 449 OPS when he starts at third, a 583 at DH, do you think that's a factor at all? Do you want to see more DH, less third base? What
2: are your takes on that? He's not a guy who cares about uh, DHing or... Or playing third base, I don't think he's somebody who needs to be in the game to be need to be ready to, to lock in for justice with the bat. He's a guy who can fall out of bed and hit when his swing is right. After uh, Tuesday night's game, because we have a tendency to say last night or yesterday's game on here a lot, after Tuesday night's game, which was a loss in Arizona, uh, he had he hit the ball really hard. He had a, a few good swings, and he talked about changing something a little bit in the stance. I think he's just he's not right yet, and that's all it's going to take. Just give him some time. Slow starter. Figuring it out, piecing together. You've Gotta feel good about JT. Apparently right.
3: everybody's a slow starter on this team. Yeah. Until yeah, so we talk back about it, right? Yeah. Everybody's a slow starter. All right, so real quick, them all. freak out factor, scale
1: of one to ten. Eric, two.
2: Wait, is two
3: low? Two's low means you're not concerned at all.
2: Yeah, I'm go uh, I'm gonna go one dollar, Bob.
3: Go one dollar, Bob and Broke? one I'm going two unless he stays in the same spot in the line. Going that two, I'm going back up a little
2: higher. I think I'll go with
1: three. Just you know, a little more concerned than that, but next. Let's talk about the Dodgers bench because I think that's a topic I'm very interested in at the moment. If you look at the Dodgers starting lineup, they've played in over 91% of the games. If you look at the plate appearances so far, 50 of the 598 plate appearances have come from the Dodgers bench.
3: That's less than 1%. What are your thoughts on how the Dodgers have utilized their bench early on in the year? Uh, Well, I think they're doing a great job of using Austin Barnes because that dude is coming through when he needs to. Slugging, he's the slug master right now. Uh, (laughs) Riverside represent. I think in terms of how they're using the bench, uh, it's it, something that we brought up I was like it's almost kind of boring with these lineups now because it's the exact same lineup every day and we're so used to platoons yeah we're so used to changing positions we're so used to guys <laughs> sliding up and down all over yeah. the lineup the and now the
2: 2018 lineup is freaking out with this uh, current Dodger for, lineup. absolutely yeah. it's, it's
3: almost the exact same lineup every single yeah. day when it's your normal starters like the weekend is like your exact same lineup almost every day you can predict it and you can mm-hmm. never do that before I and mean, you had guys like Pollock in there when you guys had like Jock in there and everybody like it's it's never been like this so in that sense I think that stability has also brought some stability to the fan base for once so that's really cool to see but it is a deep bench a bench that has not gotten a lot of opportunities though and we've seen it with guys like Hanser Alberto like these dudes who are not getting a lot of opportunities or getting in there and not looking so hot at times Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean aside from that you talked about Edwin Rios I am not high on that man right now. I think he can hit a lot of bombs. I think that he can find his power swing again. I think that he will be useful off the bench, but right now... Not so much. Yeah. No, now I mean, that I've studied, they'll probably hit two dongs today at some point.
1: I mean, you bring up a good point. I mean, it's a more cohesive <laughs> line. You have more continuity. You're seeing the same guys out there each and every day. But you right. mentioned your guy, Hanser, the answer, Alberto. Just 15 <laughs> plate appearances, a 533 OPS. I think he's okay with his role. I think he signed up for that role. We also talked yeah. about Edwin Rios. He's cold on the bench. I'm calling him Edwin Frios at this point. Not enough opportunities. He has a 690 OPS on the air, one home run. Hmm. What do you think they should do with Edwin Rios? Is this a situation? Where you might want to send him down to get more reps You think he'd be fine sitting on the bench With limited opportunities this season What are your thoughts on that Eric?
0: I mean, I think this dovetails into the Justin Turner thing and what Clint had said uh, during last week's podcast is maybe Justin Turner needs a blow, a couple of days off, get Rios some more plate appearances. I'm, I'm high on Edwin Rios. I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's just the next Matt Beatty. We're going to dick around with him with plate appearances for the next year and then probably end up That's DFAing him. So I really like Rios. I think he's a good player. I get it. There's a lot of talent on this batting order, so I can't just say, put Rios in. Like It's more complicated than that, but they got to give him some more plate appearances, and I think Hanser the answer, he knows what he signed up for. Like you guys said, I like that they put him in Tuesday night's game late for some defense. I appreciate that. But they got to get Rios more plate appearances, and I think it could lead to maybe a day or two off of Justin Turner in the next couple of days.
1: And as a side, I want to ask you, Clayton, because I know you want to see Rake Lamb. I know you're part of the Lamely. You have Kevin Pillar (laughs) down there. Those are two guys that, look, if they're staying down there and they have those options, they can option out. Do you think that's something that you fear at this point in the season when they're just going with the same guys, a limited bench? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think uh, I, w- I would argue that so far the one thing the team is kind of not struggling with, but they don't know what to do with their hands yet when it comes to the bench. They're they're sticking with the same lineup a lot, and that's not giving Dave his optionality. Getting a lot of guys in there, keeping them relevant. And we're seeing that a lot with Eddie Rios. That happened. You know, he was in there the first week. You know, he was part of that DH rotation. Now, just kind of MIA. You know, maybe getting to start a week. That's not good for him at all. Um, and to have that kind of guy on your bench, let's say you need a pinch runner late, even though this team kind of has some speed, uh, he's not the right guy you want on the bench. Maybe you do want a Kevin Pilar, a guy who knows how to go out there and play some, uh, you know, play some outfield. He would probably be a better option than Edwin Rios just sitting cold on the bench. But uh, I, I, I'm going to grade it for some reason. I'm going to say the Dodgers are incomplete on their bench right now. I think it's a solid bench. I just need to figure out the best way to piece it together each week, keeping everybody relevant and. Um, well, getting JT on the bench when he needs to blow. Rick, yeah. Rick
3: Lamb's uh, options coming up, too. His opt-out. Yeah. Keep in mind, your boys.
2: outs coming up, We're and also piece. Pilar. My thing nice. with Pilar
1: is: what if Farhan picks him up if he options out? Because I think Pilar is a guy that wants to have an opportunity too. He's, I mean, he's already
2: had a great season in San Euro, San Francisco in the past. He so. definitely has. Yeah, and so yeah.
1: very interesting. You brought some great points, guys. So I appreciate guy. I love all your opinions, all your expert <laughs> analysis here on the Dodgers Nation Roundtable. I want your takes down below in the comments section. Do you think that the Giants are a big threat to the Dodgers this season? Do you think the NL West race will come? Down to the final week of the season between the Dodgers and the Giants. And also, how do you feel about how the Dodgers have utilized their bench this season? Do you want to see more opportunities for guys like Edwin Rios? And then finally, what is your fear factor when it comes, your freak out factor when it comes to Justin Turner on a scale of one to ten? Do you still believe Justin Turner will get it together this season? Or has Father of Time caught up to Ginger Jesus? Let me know down below in the comment section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Right here's my man Eric Yulo. Follow him at. You're not gonna remember
0: my Twitter handle
2: twice. E E U L A U. And then right here, the le- I'm oh.
3: uh, I'm real F R G on the Twitter and the Instagram. You know a really good Twitter handle. It's, you know what's really good when you get to spell it for people. I'm at Brookme3. Yeah, get a
2: Twitter. better last name, bud.
3: It's open
0: on his phone, too. I mean, that's the, t- that's the tough part. <laughs> no, but I feel like for
2: branding purposes, if you
1: say it, it'll stick out better. I mean, he was ranked as one of the top 10 Dodger followers that you need to be following right now. Absolutely. Joined by me, a list that I made. Uh, so definitely go follow my man Thank you. at Eric Yilo. I'll do it for you right now. At E-E-U-L-A-U. L A U. I'm not even, I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> but no, but thanks for rocking with us, guys, as always. Another episode of the Dodgers Nation Round Table. We want all your tags down below. And until next time, stay with me, guys. Think Think blue, bleed blue, and we out.
4: In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home in a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home.